When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week we discuss the draw with Millwall and defeat to Fulham, look ahead to the Blackburn Rovers game, talk transfers, and answer some questions sent in to us. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals, and with me, as always, is Dave Seddon. Dave, how are we? I'm good, thanks, Tom. A nice sunny day, recording yeah. on Thursday. The sun is out. It's been a lovely week so far. Hasn't it has it? very nice, yeah. Apart from the apart from the football, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll move yeah. on. We'll get on to that shortly. Down in Bat London, yeah, it was nice yeah. down there. I've got to admit. So. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, uh, I was the man in the chair. You were, for yeah, that one. yeah. You, you, you were confined Budget to cuts. You were confined to Lancashire for that one, <laughs> yeah. weren't you? Yeah. yeah. So. And to be fair, after after the ninety minutes, I wasn't exactly that bothered. <laughs> no, in the end. no. Uh, but we'll go back to the start of the Easter weekend. Uh, Millwall, 1-1, uh, North End started like a house on fire and then kind of tailed off a little bit, Millwall kind of came back into it a bit, uh, in the end uh, a 1-1 draw, North End probably had the better of the chances, but a decent game really. Yeah, I thought, you look at it, one all draw at home, it's a bit, uh, bit mm. meh, don't you, but I thought actually, in terms of North End's approach and knocking the ball around, and seeing a sort of pattern of what Ryan Law wants, I mm. thought you saw a lot more of that in that, especially in the first half and parts of the early second, than you have done in a lot of games. To be fair, mm. um, West Brom is the other one that that yeah. sticks out to me for that. Yeah, yeah, but um, so I thought it was quite an entertaining game actually for mm. um, you know against a, a side who are right still in with a good shout of the playoffs actually, and it was the earliest goal under Ryan Lowe. For North End, six-minute goal and yeah. scored by Murray Wallace, who plays in Millwall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't not really like early goals. They barely like first-half goals, really, do they, yeah. North End? Well, I think it was only the fourth first-half goal mm. they've scored. Cameron Archer was first-half stoppage time. Emil Reese scored about the 41st minute at West Brom. The yeah. Cameron Archer one came against... Uh, some piddling yeah, side some down. pub team or something yeah it? over on the coast yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so um, sort of and Emil Reese scored against QPR as well in the end towards mm. the end of the first half but this was this was dead early Greg Cunningham sends Daniel Johnson down the left Johnson pulls the ball across goal and Murray Wallace sort of sliding in thinking knowing Maguire's at yeah. the far post for a tap in sort of I don't know he sort of intercepted the ball before his own keeper and mm. just slid it in but a goal's a goal looked and at Maguire and thought you're not scoring this I yeah, am yeah but y- y- you know we've said all along if you can put a ball into a danger zone mm. it doesn't matter who's, who gets on the end of it or you know what part of someone it hits if the ball's in the right area you've got a good chance of scoring and that's what DJ did that with that cross right across the fizzed it across the edge mm. of the six yard box 
and Wallace sort of slid it in. He How was, many times have we said, get to the byline, then put it across, like getting yeah. behind the defenders. Defenders don't want to defend or go towards their own goal. No. We've been saying it for pretty much since we started this podcast. It seems more prevalent now under Ryan Lowe. They seem to be doing that a bit more. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly why we've been calling out for it. It's because it creates problems. If not Sean Maguire, it's Murray Wallace that scores. So. Yeah, exactly. You, uh, we've heard Ryan Lowe talking press conferences, haven't we, quite a lot about wanting his players slid in down the side. Mm. That's a sort of tactic he wants, get down the side of the box and, and you know, fizz it over. And, uh, yeah, Murray Wallace was here a classic villain turning to hero, I suppose, yeah. if you're from a, a Millwall perspective, because it was Wallace who scored at the other end there, mm. equaliser. Good header as well. Very good header, I must say. Got a, got just a bit of a jump on Brad Potts, didn't he, to, mm. to meet across from Jed Wallace. Corner. But, yeah, yeah. Mur- Murray Wallace was a target of North End's uh, early in Alex Neal's reign. Mm. Um, they didn't get him for whatever reason. Probably sort of second season of sort of Alex Neal's reign. I think North End had a bit of interest in him. Didn't get it, you know, didn't get it done at the time. Don't think it went further than sort of talks, but I think he was yeah. in Scunthorpe at the time, was he? And uh, mm. yeah, so uh, ended anyway. Ended up at Millwall, but mm. he's one that got away. Yeah, you might, yeah. You might he was on a hat trick before half time. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. But no, but uh, as I say, Tom, just what we said at, just at the start there, sort of as a as a spectacle. I thought it was a pretty decent mm. game. In the second half, there was a spell. Very similar to the QPR game the week before when it was like, you have a chance, we have yeah. a chance. It, the ball was very like open. very open, got a bit basketball game. And I thought the North End subs at the time bringing, I think Brad Potts came off, didn't he? Because he'd been out with a stomach bug. It was his first mm-hmm. game back. He was not going to last just yeah. because of the energy wise. So they put Josh Murphy on there, but he took Maguire off, put um, Chad Evans on. And I just thought that last 20 minutes, it sort of killed the momentum a little bit. I think, Having the big man up there just sort of changed things a little bit. Dy- to type a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the dyna- changed the dynamic a little bit. Mm. You know, I thought Maguire, for all his critics from some people, I thought he he had a good game. I um, think the the although they do similar roles, they do it quite differently yeah. in Sean Maguire and Chad Evans. Sean Maguire drops noticeably deeper than oh, Evans. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's been times where Maguire has started and Evans comes on. Mm-hmm. And doing that role further up is what helps Peony. But I think against Millwall, Maguire dropping deeper was what was helping Peony rather than, you know, getting up around their centre halves, it was dropping deep and, and allowing runners to, to get in there. And he linked up quite well with Cameron Archer at one point. Probably should have scored. Yeah. I mean he said after the game there's should no excuses scored. I should yeah. score. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, That's the thing with, with Maguire the debate is his like goal scoring record has obviously fallen away yeah. quite dramatically. Massively, yeah. Um but in terms of a build up and a link player, I think he's a very good player. Mm. You could almost have an argument, if you had a system where it was one up front and a number 10 behind, mm. you could make that very big argument for him playing as that 10. He's a clever trick. player. He is, he is. But he does. He seems to either lost his confidence in front of goal or just lost his edge there, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I. You compare him to the first season he was here when he rattled mm. 10 goals off coming after he came from Cork. Yeah. Obviously, during that season, he had that, injury where his hamstring came away from the tendon and the bone or whatever and had to be all stapled back together mm. and that has clearly hit his pace yeah. compared to what it was but I think it, it, in that squad I still think there is a place for Maguire in, in terms of that build up play yeah. as, of another striker 
Um, I think his game's changed a lot because yeah. when he first came in, he was always on the shoulder. Yeah. And, and that defenders don't like that. And he wasn't really interested in getting involved in the build-up too much. Mm-hmm. Just put me in on goal, get me towards that net. Whereas now, and I think it's a contribution, contributing factors are that injury, but also his lack of goals. I think sometimes when he goes through on goal, he doesn't think he's going to score no. because he doesn't score. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a, a mix of, well, I'm not going to score. I'm I'm not in a rhythm of scoring. I'm not taking chances. I probably won't take chances. I'll drop deeper. So it gets puts less pressure on him scoring and he can contribute in other ways. But also, obviously, that pace. And because he's dropping off, because he's always generally quite a bit deeper, he's n- he rarely gets the chances anyway. The chances he was getting when he first joined PNE were him playing on the shoulder and little balls. Like the, the, the one that always stands out to me is the one against Bristol City when DJ just kind of lobs the ball over from midfield and he's running there in behind. You don't see that at all from no. Maguire anymore. No, no. But as I say, but he, when he came on, he came on against QPR, didn't he? He played mm. just at the end of the first half for Reese. Mm. He got a good 45-minute run out there and, you know, he was. I think he set up two chances for Archer, one for Brown, mm. one-on-one situations. Um, the game against Millwall when he started, the best chance was he linked very well with Cameron Archer, sort of bit of a one-two or an yeah. exchange of passes, got him through on goal and he didn't get enough on it, did he? And just sort of ball spun off the keeper, he should have buried it. Mm. But no, there, there is a player in there, but um, obviously you do want your strikers scoring. So, But do you, at this level, w- will a club have four, five strikers there who are all going to be, if one comes out, the other's automatically going to come in and score. You know, mm. it's, it's a hard one. So, yeah. Um, and I think it's almost typical for him at the moment as well that Murray Wallace puts that in the net when it's on a plate for him. Yeah. And this guy takes an own goal and it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, it seems to be the way it is for him at the moment. Um, His one league goal this season was against Cardiff at home. Um, and it was a very predatory striker's finish. Mm. He got in closer, you know, in, inside the six-yard box and yeah. knock it in. Was it a corner or something? I think it was. a sort yeah. of dropped across, and it was a, str- a scruffy striker's goal, yeah. and which you just w- <clears throat> that's what you want to see your strikers scoring. Yeah. They ain't the most pleasing on the eye, but my word, they're worth yeah. the weight in gold. And it gives a bit like, you know, oh, I'm in the right position, I've yeah. got that instinct, which he probably doesn't think he does anymore because yeah. mm. it's, it's hard to yeah. keep feeling that way when you're not scoring yeah you speak to you speak to Sean Maguire and if there is a lack of confidence in his play it doesn't come across in the way he talks he's, mm. a, he's a very likeable guy mm. he's he talks well you know he knows what he's gonna do he yeah. comes across as being quite confident but I just think on the pitch in certain amounts of it, certain sections of his play there is a little bit of confidence missing which Oh, probably it probably needs more than one goal. It needs him to score yeah. one, two, needs three. Needs a little run. Yeah, yeah, mm. I agree. I mean, Millwall, like I said earlier, they're only one point off the playoffs. Yeah, it looked like. To be fair, I think I, I think I wrote in my match report after the game, Tom, that it was a point which didn't help either side. Mm. You know, in terms of North End, we're never going to make the playoffs. But you know, he could have kept that little. If they'd won, it might have made it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. But I didn't think a point did much for Millwall either. But the fact I think they went and won on Monday just helped them considerably. You know, yeah. so um, you know they could get in. It's quite, it's quite, a, quite a battle up there for those playoff places. Isn't it? There's a few, few teams trying the best not to get in it. You know, like Blackburn have lost the form a bit. Middlesbrough have as well. 
So um, it's any. I know. I know. Chef United lost, didn't they, to Reading? Yeah. Over, it know, looks like. Friday, yeah. I mean, Huddersfield, Luton, Forest all look pretty safe in there. Yeah. Forest have a couple of games in hand as well, mm. and they're safe, pretty safe in there. But then Sheffield United in sixth on sixty six, mm-hmm. Millwall sixty five, Blackburn sixty three, Mill uh, Middlesbrough and QPR on sixty three as well, and maybe Coventry on sixty two, mm-hmm. but. Uh, no, yeah, I suppose. You've got three games left, nine points to play for. Yeah. Four points isn't insurmountable, no. is it? So, yeah, you're looking all the way down to 11th yeah. for this final playoff spot. Although Blackburn have not won in five. Middlesbrough have won one in five. QPR have won one in five. So it doesn't seem like anybody we wants it. We don't want it, it that no. sixth place. But no, yeah, Sheffield United have won one in five. You think that, like, you know, Forest probably look good for, for you know, being in there, they've got the yeah. games in hand. The the they've got, they got five to play. They got yeah, they got beat at Luton on Good Friday, but then bounced back and absolutely thrashed West Bromwich Albion on Easter Monday four yeah. nil. Did you so watch that? Was, I didn't see any of the game was, really. No, it was, was a strange sort of I was sending off yeah. situation, and then Colback scores that weird screamer and stuff. It was just a. I mean, West Brom got a man sent off fairly early on, and the I mean the ref. Referee probably a bit too strict, giving out the first yellow and stuff like that. But yeah, once especially when you're at Forest and you go down to ten men, good luck. (laughs) To be fair to Forest, what were they? One win out of the first eight. Yeah, when when they sat Chris Hooton and put Steve Cooper in charge, and what a job he's done. He's got him. I saw this the other day. Actually, who's your manager of the season? And we'll probably come on to it nearer. To the mm. end of the season, all these are, are awards, yeah. but just off the top of your head. Uh, Cooper's got to be high yeah, in there, doesn't he? Yeah. I've got to say... Nathan s- Jones. Yeah, Nathan Jones for the job he's done. Wayne Rooney. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> um, the, to be fair, though, I know probably Marco Silva will get it at Fulham because mm. they often give it the champions, don't they? Yeah. And having seen his style of football on, Monday, on Tuesday night at first hand when mm. it clicked... It's very, very impressive to watch. Yeah. But he does have a hell of a squad at his disposal and he does have a hell of a budget at his disposal. Yeah. I saw, I, I, mm. I see if I can find it. I saw something I'll tell you on though, Twitter. Yeah. You see mm. the Kieran Maguire listing all like the value of each squad yeah. or whatever. Like, And Fulham's was like so far and away. Yeah. We'll get on to Fulham after this. Yeah. But no, but uh, but, but you, you look at those other names and you say Steve Cooper, if he ends up taking Forrest up, He's got to be in there to take a team right from the bottom. They were Forest were massively underachieving anyway for some reason. Uh, Chris Hooton couldn't get going there at all. They have they mm. had a good squad. Mm. They had a very good squad, but yeah, there's a good you, good shout out for Luton on their budget and yeah. what they've done. And I said before the start of the season, I was impressed with Luton's um, recruitment. They had a policy. Yeah. What I didn't think, I thought it would get them upper reaches I didn't quite think it would be enough to get to the playoffs yeah. but every credit they have done that's yeah. proved me wrong bit yeah. of me was right but part of me was wrong it has been strong enough to carry him into the playoffs looks like they will get a playoff place and who knows you know yeah so. it's almost nice to see a team that you kind of go into it thinking they've recruited well they've done smart yeah. stuff they should do well mm-hmm. and then they actually do well because yeah. it doesn't normally sort of translate yeah. like that does it you know I wouldn't mind I tell you just for for a uh, I don't know, for refreshing, I'd love to see um, some of the hoi polloi if Luton did go up and some of the teams and players pitching up at Kenilworth Road and what, what oh do they make of it? Be, 
you, you can imagine I want them to go up just so we don't have to go there yeah again. but you can imagine all the condescending pieces you know written about Kenilworth Road squashed between the houses um, yeah yeah you know sort of uh, Plucky Luton Plucky Luton the yeah. club that were once there in the 80s you know the yeah. ground hasn't changed one little bit since then you know yeah. but here they are back so I can I can I can read it almost yeah. now could you, fancy, could you imagine all the fancy reporters walking past the mattresses outside people's houses yeah. and they go through the alleyways oh my word yeah from the, yeah, the sofas from the yeah. prawn, prawn sandwiches of the Premier League yeah, and all yeah. this. Our reference to furniture there is Tom and me when we walked <laughs> to Luton's ground from where we parked the car and we, we, we passed, we mentioned it on another pod, but we passed so much abandoned <laughs> furniture on our 20-minute, half-hour walk. It was, you could have, like, yeah. we could, you, you could have furnished your house. Yeah, really yeah. Good. And yeah. if you want to hear me rant about how bad Kenilworth Road is, go back and listen to that <laughs> Luton podcast because yeah. uh, I enjoy doing that. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, just on that, I had Luton 10th in my pre-season right, prediction, yeah. which... Mm. Didn't they finish one? They finished one place. They finished twelfth last year. One place yeah, yeah. North End, didn't they? Yeah. And I, I thought, mean, I thought they would might push on to about yeah. They they had with the recruitment which I liked. Yeah. I thought yeah maybe ninth, tenth, eleventh. You know, you fancy that you know, but you yeah, know, yeah, that, to make the jump, they're done. Very good. You'd yeah. fancy maybe that flirt with the playoffs, but kind of like PNE have been doing the last few seasons, where they're kind of a step below mm-hmm. um just yeah. <laughs> one of my other predictions was uh huddersfield to finish i think that's like wait 20 19 18th well done Tom it's gone great yeah. that one hasn't it yeah. nailed so. it uh but we will move on to yeah. fulham mm-hmm. uh who it turns out are a bit good yeah uh, who'd have thought when they're top of the league and secure promotion against north end uh, teams like to do that so you know PNE generally We've obliged. been there before, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Newcastle, Brentford, yeah. Yeah. Um, they had a lad up front called Mitrovic, mm. uh, who managed to score his 40th fluke of the season. Uh, and a lad who's on his way to Liverpool, who also scored. So, good luck, North End. Yeah. That's who you're playing against. I thought, yeah, first of all, I thought Fulham absolutely clicked um, yeah. against North End. After about five minutes yeah. North End your first five yeah. minutes North End have a couple of chances yeah. like oh oh yeah. could it be well, on yeah. well Fulham had gone into it on the no. back of back to back defeats first time that it happened to them in the championship this season they were never going to lose three on the bounce no um, but they came up and against at home yeah they came up against a North End side with four changes we'll talk about that in a minute North End as you say started well they had they should have they should have been one up when DJ and Archer linked really well mm-hmm. You could have had a, an argument for Archer having a shot, but it was it would have made, been on the angle. He squared it to Evans. I thought it was quite smart, that actually. Yeah, because yeah. last last week he he didn't square it to Reese. Yeah, and got an earful. Yeah, this time he squares it to Evans, who I thought was in a better position, central yeah. of the net. But and he had a he had a shot which hit a defender, and then but the keeper still had to sort of change direction mm. and make quite a good sort of yeah decent keeper. Away. And he yeah. Up. And then the, he, a bit, bit after, you know, a minute or so after that, nothing had a corner on the other side and got worked out to Whiteman and he had a shot which got a deflection and the keeper had to sort of mm. backpedal and tip over the bar. Now, I'm not saying we could have been 2 0 up because probably had we scored the first goal, it wouldn't have led to the same passage of play for, yeah. you know, second. But they could have been one up in that first five or six minutes. But then Mitrovic scored after 10th minute and then it just became very hard. And Mitrovic ended up scoring twice. He scored nine goals against North End now for Newcastle and Fulham. It seems more, but he mm. hadn't scored for two and a half years against us. So until well, this one, you know. So. Yeah, it's, it's a bit we, we haven't played him at, at, at times during it as well, you know, the season when we've not played him. But yeah. um, no, but he 
yeah, if any, if if ever Mitrovic was looking at, well, wh- who am I going to hit the forty goal mark against this yeah. season? Oh, we're playing Preston on yeah. the. Uh, it just seemed to click. Yeah, I know fifty if he's not. Yeah, <laughs> if he weren't daft. Yeah, but I just thought in the first half, Ryan Lowe used the word outclass mm. during the press conference, and we were at times. Well, save that first few minutes, but Northend didn't help themselves. I thought we gave the ball away far mm. too much. The first goal. Joe Bryan won it against Potts and Ali McCann. Now, did he need to be a bit stronger or was it a bit of a push on Potts? A little bit of a shove in the back. I think only because of what generally gets given, Mm. I think that one probably should have. I, I think I messaged you at the time and there was one that Josh Earl did that got given against Josh Earl, which was softer than the one that Potts didn't get. Yeah. That's the only... It's just the consistency issue is, yeah. is the only thing. But it's not me, a massive yeah. foul. But. but to me, when it's it's one player against two on that side, it, yeah, shouldn't, yeah, yeah. it shouldn't have been Joe Bryan no. coming away with the ball, coming inside. He, give the, he gives the eyes, doesn't he? He looks into the middle, mm. then just rolls it down the side of Lindsay, Liam Lindsay and... Mitrovic just went off the side, pulled off the side of him, didn't he? Yeah. Quite, quite a nice finish through for Everson's legs at the near post. Um, Everson had no chance with that one. Yeah. Carvalho gets the second goal. What a player he is. Yeah. He's, he's a smart. Gone to Liverpool for about seven million. Apparently, yeah, might, yeah. might get him back on loan. Apparently, right. should have gone in January, mm. but it, he didn't get it done in time. But uh, he was a talent again. A little bit of fortune with a goal, Kibeo. Uh, Nelson Cabello, Cabano. Cabano down there. I thought he was very good actually. I was yeah. quite impressed with him on the night. He sort of brought it in from the left, and but his cross actually just clipped off Lindsay's foot. Yeah, just lifted sort of it. Presented that, it up. Just yeah. lifted it that little bit off the ground mm. for Cabello, uh, for um, Carvalho to run onto it, mm. and just sort of lift over the over Everson. It was a nice finish, but there was a little bit of an element of fortune. That little deflection just weighed it up nicely for him. Yeah. Then the third goal, Northend gave the ball away in in the move and. Balls worked. Harry Wilson, well, ten million of him, or whatever it was, <laughs> twenty, I think. Yeah, and he, he moved towards the box, played in Mitrovic. Mitrovic, one touch, bang. Yeah. Past Everson, three nil. Job, job done. done. Yeah. Second half, I think I tweeted at half time. Hopefully, Fulham <laughs> declare at this rate. Yeah. And they did declare in terms of like they didn't score again. Yeah. But didn't need to. No, but they did carry on attacking. North End were better second half. Mm. I'm not saying they, were, they weren't Luton dreadful in the first half. If I was to compare performances, 3-0 down at Luton a few weeks ago, 3-0 yeah. down against Fulham, different opposition, different scenario. Just thought Fulham were very, very good. Th- yeah, North End's think... movement couldn't track it. Yeah. Um, and so, while I say North End did improve second half, Archer had a shot which the keeper tipped onto the bar. But then again, at the other end, there was the one when... Bambo's pass didn't find Lindsay. Mm. Mitrovic goes through one on one with Everson for his hat trick. Everson, very good, just stood up. Yeah, just waited, didn't just he? Just waited, played the mind games with him. Mitrovic yeah. shoots low, hits his foot, and sort of deflects over the onto the bar, doesn't it? Mm. You know, and um, chasing but, shadows, I think, a bit yeah. north end. I mean, even stuff like things they can do quite well that set the tone, where, for example, Ben Whiteman steps out mm. and makes an interception or stops a pass or whatever. Mm. North End were just one, two yards too yeah. slow on it all the time. And I do think Fulham have the luxury at the moment that they can just play Harrison Reed mm-hmm. and then everyone else around him is a luxury player, is quite fancy, yeah. you know. What I will say though, Tom, I, I was impressed with Fulham's work rate in 
when whenever like the ball came say out to Potts or whatever, mm. Cabano and Cavallo were straight on him. The pressing was very impressive. They worked very very hard to get the ball back. You know, not none of this. Oh, we're, we're fancy dance or something. Yeah, the good play came once they'd won that ball back, which at times wasn't too difficult. But yeah. they, they got it. They got the ball back, and you know they pressed it well. So uh, yeah. you, you got. A, Good teams do do that. They, they can, can combine it. It was one of those as well where they sort of defended with the ball. Yeah. They were that good on the ball that, that you know, yeah. you can have five luxury players. Yeah. You know, Kearney, Carvalho, Cabano, uh, Wilson and, and Mitrovic, none of them particularly want to defend. But no. they'll close you down for, you yeah. know, 20, 30 seconds and they'll win it back because mm. half the time you're knackered chasing the ball around. Yeah, And then... Once they win it back, they'll just knock it around to reset themselves, get themselves into shape instead of doing it when they're out of possession. And that's when they hurt you. I thought the passes were hit so well, so accurate. And then the first touches were always on point. And and that's so hard to kind of defend. You try and, you know, there was one point where Brad Potts probably had about 10, 15 yards around him with no one there. But it took him three, four, five touches just to kind of, turn himself around on the ball and look down the line and then a Fulham player is on him yeah. whereas a Fulham player does some sort of Cruyff turn and is facing the right way in one and it, it took took Brad Potts 4-5 because he's not a silky player he's not you know he's a workhorse but he's not like that dribbler type that Ryan Lowe talks about every single one of those Fulham players were those dribbler sorts and were really good on the ball yeah. and then they just cut North End open what one thing I, I've got to say when I saw the team sheet before the game, it didn't fill me with much hope. I thought it. You you looked at it. You know, I'm not digging players out here, but I thought Earl's coming in at left wing back, who hasn't had his best season. Mm. Lindsay's coming back in instead of Pat Bauer in the centre of defence. He's got two red cards in, in his <laughs> last three games, yeah. and you, you could see an element of rustiness there and. He brought Bambo on at half time. Um, he was a bit bit lively, let's put it that mm. way. He was diving in for a few challenges and uh, you know, stepping out. But yeah. it was you know, the squad was a little bit reduced. Evans started instead of Maguire, which I thought was harsh on Maguire and yeah. they, had to, they had to swap that after twenty five minutes because Evans got a, a recurrence of his injury. Yes. But we, Pat Bauer was rested because he he's got a slightly sore Achilles tendon. Obviously ah. they, they are being careful yeah. about his Achilles, you know, this is his first season back. Yeah, he, he's done well to get a full season out of it. But I think if ever his Achilles is just feeling a little bit sore, mm. they did give him a rest and they give him a rest on, on Tuesday night. He was on the bench as an unused sub at Luton. That's seven goals in two games without him in the defence. I'm not saying North End would have won either game, no. but I've got more confidence that we would not have conceded seven goals in those two games with Pat yeah. Bauer in the side. Yeah. We might have got beat one or two nils, but I couldn't see couldn't see North End conceding in the manner they did with yep, him I in agree. the side. Um, and the, the bench was very defensive orientated. Yeah, I there thought was, there was only two there was, forwards. Yeah, there was no Josh Murphy. We might have been ill. I'm not too sure. Yeah. But... Um, Joe Rafferty was on there. Paul Huntington was on there. A very rare appearance on the bench for him this yeah. season. Cunningham. Cunningham was on there, yeah. So there weren't two, the, you know, the first attacking. And then you've got Bambo, obviously. Yeah, and Bambo, yeah. He, he was a half-time sub. Yeah. The one attacking, the Goalkeeper, one striker. Hudson's your other one, so that's yeah. five. So you've got mm. who came on, Maguire. Yeah. And um, who did the... It was... 
Answers on a postcard. Bambo yeah. came on. It was. I can find out. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was a midfielder, but then North End don't have many midfielders left. Which was another thing I was thinking. Well, it's such a deep uh, squad Mid- for midfielders. Yeah. There wasn't really any midfielders. Brown was obviously out injured. Oh, Scott Sinclair he? came on as well, didn't he? You did he? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did make a run in the yeah. second half, yeah. Yeah, he came on on the right. He went 4-3-3, didn't he? So yeah. He went yeah. on the right wing. Yeah, but you know, there wasn't a lot of depth on that bench you know, to turn the game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and we'll come on to transfers shortly. But I want to just talk about this. I uh, mentioned it earlier about Kieran Maguire. Price of football on Twitter is a very good um, man in the know about football finances and stuff like Superb that. Superb to listen to if yeah. you ever get a chance to listen to Kieran. I've, yeah. I've chatted to him a couple of times on the phone and uh, he he knows his stuff. Yeah, he, 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 he can just kind of cut through the jargon yeah. that no one else you know, has either the patience to get to understand or can understand. Because yeah. g- g- give give any sports journalist a balance sheet. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. know about you. I just thought, oh my <laughs> God, you know, my my number dyslexia sort yeah. of kicks in at that point. But he just looks in there and he just picks stuff out. It's superb. But yeah. go on. But he, yeah, so he's yeah. done a, a graphic of ch- championship squad costs in millions, right? Mm. Fulham are top with 233 million their squad cost. That all? Yeah. Wow. So they're 233, Bournemouth 198, Stoke 145, Sheffield United 113, West Brom 85 million, and then Derby on 62. Yeah. Where are oh, North End in there? finance problems. Um, North End are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, ninth with a 12.5 million pound squad. Uh, Blackpool so that, are lowest yeah. on 1.4 yeah. and then Luton on 3.4. Yeah. Luton are the second cheapest squad and yet are what, third, fourth in the league? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Man of the year. Shows what you can do if you do recruit Bosman-wise or yeah, whatever, yeah. that can bring it down. But North End actually aren't that low down in number ninth mm. there. But yeah. it, you know, what was the spend again? That 12 was, and a half. Yeah, so that, that but four million off Rovers who are next above them, which yeah. is a decent chunk. To be yeah, fair. but that's still low when yeah. it's chicken feed when you compare it to what Fulham have spent there. Yeah, yeah, like the Fulham will argue, you know, they bought players in the Premier League when they were there, mm. and they've got the money's worth because they're back in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. you know, it pays for itself. Well, in, in his tweet, Kieran put over a third of the total. There's, so there's one point one nine three. Uh, well, yeah. £1.19 billion pounds mm-hmm. spent on championship squads. Mm. Over a third of that total relates to two clubs, yeah. which obviously is Fulham and Bournemouth. I know they've just come, pretty much just come down from the Premier League. Mm-hmm. But how on earth are you supposed to compete? I, I mean, I, was, I know I say that, and then I'm, I'm also going, oh, Luton are up there. Coventry are quite low on it, and they're up there. Millwall, QPR, about all those four teams are below Preston and mm. are still up in the playoff picture. So, yes, you can compete, but it makes it damn sight yeah. harder doesn't yeah. it like you know it, it takes something and I, I said this to Alex Neal when he was North End manager and PE were fairly close and I think it sort of happened with Brentford is you just need a perfect storm you, you need one season I can't see Luton being back there next season no, you know no. you need you, you need to take it, it just it, it raises the pressure but it feels like if you don't do it in your year then that's it yeah, um, yeah. although for Fulham and Bournemouth and Sheffield United and West Brom, they probably will be back because they've got the money and they've got the squad and all this sort of stuff. But for 90% of the league, mm-hmm. you have to take your chance or that's it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You look at Fulham, <laughs> though, even 
I think they actually got Mitrovic for I think twenty twenty five million, yeah, bit, yeah, twenty two something like that. I think that's value for money. They've <laughs> yeah. got the value for money, you know. Like if, if just think if they were trying to buy that, someone tries to buy Mitrovic this summer, mm. forty goals in the championship or whatever. So you know, yeah. does he look in the summer? Well, I've been here before with Fulham bouncing up and down between them. Do I need a bit of a bigger challenge? But yeah, I wonder what he's. You know, he'll have a clause. You get relegated, your wage drops by this much. Yeah. You get promoted, your wage goes up by this much. I'll be on like seventy grand a week or something. I've heard Fulham. it's near about hundred grand. Oh, is it? it? Yeah. So. You know, and then Wilson will be on a, a wedge. Yeah. Seri, who was linked with Barcelona at the time he went to Fulham, mm-hmm. the first season they got promoted, is still there. Yeah. Like crazy, crazy. But that that that's what you're up against. Until they do something about parachute payments for me, I, I don't think that's really going to change. No, but no. still worth moaning about. <laughs> um, one more game to talk about mm-hmm. that is coming up uh, against Blackburn Rovers. Rovers on, on uh, Monday, Monday yeah. night on the magic on the magic box. Yeah, magic, the magic lan- box. The, the magic lantern. Yeah, half seven kickoff. Tom, it's a sort of old school. Yeah. Half, when I was a kid growing up, all night games were half seven. Mm. So you know, none of these quarter to eight nonsense. Yeah. Or eight o'clock or five past eight. Yeah. So half seven for some reason, but yeah. So. A chance to uh, spoil the party a little bit. Yeah, to yeah. Point. Blackburn aren't in great form, as we know. Mm. Um, we touched on that on earlier. So and it's a chance, again, a bit of derby redemption, like North ended against Blackpool in the season. Yeah. What? We lost at Blackpool. I don't think there was much here. in that, though. There wasn't. It was, it was Frankie McAvoy's last game. Yeah. The first half down at Ewood, North End, with a better side. It was on, nearly called off, wasn't it? It was a sodden rain, pitch. Yeah. It was absolutely... Yeah. It, it Even when it, the game was on, the ball started. Yeah. It, oh, no. Who got played through on goal? Was it Emil Reid? Brown played yeah. the ball for Emil Reid through on goal, and it stopped in the yeah. water. It was, it was rain cats and dogs most yeah. of the day. And then yeah. the pitch was very wet. And I think the reason it got the go-ahead was because it was due, the rain was due to stop. And it mm. did actually sort of late first half. Yeah. But the first half, it was a case of who could master the conditions better. Mm. And it was North End by far. Yeah. I don't think Rovers had a chance in the first half. But then second half, it was Burton Diaz. Quality cross and a quality header. Yeah. And that was it. And North End didn't have the... the know how they didn't have the ability to unlock Blackburn's defence I don't think we had much of a chance you know it's not as if yeah. we were fizzing balls into the box and scoring the one they should have had a penalty though when Ryan Nyambi caught the ball yeah. near enough from across didn't yeah. we? We, we was it Cunningham's cross or something just thumped the ball Could've over been, yeah. It wasn't near his arm. It wasn't mm. one of these ones that was kicked at him from a yard. Yep. It wasn't as if there was no movement away from his body. He was waving at someone in the <laughs> crowd I think when he when, it, when he blocked it but um, as History showed 48 hours later, Frankie McAvoy was out of a job. Yeah, I, I think Blackburn basically had to wait for the rain to stop and the pitch to dry up where they could knock it around a bit. Yeah. And that's where they kind of came to life. They were in really good form at that, at that point as well. They started to pick up. Diaz basically was on a point of one chance, one goal. Pretty much every game was scoring for fun. Kadra's got a bit of quality in him, one good cross. And he's, he's glancing header goes right in the far corner like it's just inside the post like it's it's a very good goal but like you say I, I was all, I remember that's my biggest bugbear is that Brown plays the pass through for Reese, and the water stops it yeah. it's like well why are you playing the game if the ball won't run through and there was another one where I think PNE played a square pass along the defence mm-hmm. and it got caught in the water again and then they got put under a bit of pressure because a Blackburn player kind of stole in a little bit um, obviously this is all irrelevant now yeah. Um, 
But with Rovers, three points off the playoffs. If they lose, and obviously there's other results and whatever, but if North End, you know, if North End beat them, mm-hmm. is that Rovers' playoff hopes kind of gone? It just depends on teams around yeah. them, doesn't it? But it's going to put United win it, it puts yeah. them six points behind with worse goal yeah, difference. So that kind deal, of yeah, we'll, we'll be starting to finish it. Yeah, but just for me, it's <sighs> from Preston point of view, Rovers's playoff hopes are immaterial to it. It's it's a derby mm. match. Mm. It's a football match. North End at home. North End want to go and look and win it. Win it. North End, as I say. You know, they'd lost the two away derbies this season. They've redeemed themselves with a Blackpool one. Yeah, how much now would it do for do... Ryan Lowe's stock? Oh, it do, yeah. Excellent. You know, I think it's high so anyway with the Blackpool one. Got the Blackpool one. Yeah, one. And a general improvement. And I think another derby win at home would do do it very good. And I say, we'll, we'll keep banging on against this. We do want a better finish to the season mm. than we've had in some previous years. So they've got, they've got the Rovers. Then they've got Barnsley on Gentry Day away. Yep. Barnsley could be relegated by then. Yep. And then, then it's Middlesbrough at home on the last game. Middles that could end up either Middlesbrough needs something to get in the playoffs, or again, they're not on the best of form at the moment. Mm. That could be a dead rubber by then. It's yeah. a chance to pick some points up at least, you know, just finish on a high, you know. But and the, the with the table so close, there's still quite a lot of scope for PNE to finish higher. I mean, mm. the level on those so are the fifteenth, level on points with Stoke uh, in fourteenth. They're a point behind Swansea in 13th, two behind West Brom in 12th, mm-hmm. and then f- it's four points, five points, you know, and then you're right up until eighth there. Yeah. So you could go up seven places with yeah. a couple of wins between now and the end of the season. What would be nice would be to beat, I think last year they finished 13th on 61, so right. if they could beat, if they could so get it's, that. It's, you know, it's a win and a draw. If they could better that points total. Yeah. And better the position. It's. It I think a top half as well might be big for recruitment. Like we're yeah. top half side, you know, mm. we, we're, we're trying to get into the playoffs. Don't want to finish 16th, 17th. Yeah. Sort of a bit, yeah. bit murky, There's no point yeah. going, oh, yeah, we finished 16th, but, you know, there's only a couple of points. Mm. Go, well, you didn't get yeah. them. You know, it doesn't it doesn't quite fly, does it? Yeah. I think it's 33 points Ryan Lowell's got as mm. since he came in. So if they could sort of move that on to sort of, you know. Yeah. They'll have the targets. Yeah. I don't think he's ever quite mentioned his no. targets as such. I think top half is one. Yeah. I think playoffs was one, mm. but you know that was a very sort of tall order yeah. one. But if it wasn't going to be that, can you do top half? Can you do top ten? Whatever. So yeah. uh, expecting Pat to come back in, assuming he's fit. I mean, we've got we're, we're recording this on Thursday. The games on Monday, so there's yeah. a handful of days between now and then. People yeah. to Pat Bauer did travel. Stuff. He was sat on the bench. He was sat next to Greg Cunningham. It mm. was a, just a bit of a call. I think you know, like this is a guy who ruptured his Achilles tendon last season. If it's a bit sore, you don't risk him, do you? So MLRE still a little way off. Yeah, I think there might be a chance with him. Mm. I think Brown will come back in. Yep. I didn't think McCann did too badly, but I don't think he was like any player. He was no world beater at Fulham. Yep. But maybe maybe McCann does need that sort of, you know, you that DJ? run. I thought he was one of the better players mm. on them um, in terms but of... But you know what he play. offers? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or are you going for points, I yeah. suppose? It's yeah. One of them. D- DJ actually does okay in the derby. He's got a decent record yeah. against Rovers. So yeah, he scored. Uh, yeah. Metcher yeah. set him up. I'd be tempted, yeah, if Pat Bauer's fit... I'll put him back in. I'll mm. put Greg Cunningham back in. I think Cunningham was rested one because he'd done sort of quick two or three games in quick succession. Mm. So I'll put 
I put Greg Cunningham back out of there because there have been plenty of rest in between. Is it something he's done intentionally? Because he kind of seemed to do it against before Blackpool, Maybe. rest, rest Ma- Greg and then yeah. prioritise him for that yeah. game. Because it wasn't a massively quick turnaround between Good Friday and the, and the Tuesday, mm. was it? Yeah. You know, it, was, it was like a Saturday-Wednesday, that one. Yeah. yeah. So um, I thought, you know, Maybe maybe Cunningham was rested in you know with Blackburn in mind. Yeah. So I put Cunningham back in there. I put Bauer in there. Uh, if Brown's available, I put him back in. And if Reese is available, I'd be tempted to put him back in. Yeah. If it, if not, I'll start with Maguire next to um, if if Evans is sort of having a recurrence of his toe injury. Yeah. Which he's looked like he had. He only lasts twenty five minutes at Fulham, and he was hobbling around for a bit at that time. He's not going to be ready for for Tuesday. Mike O'Neill, Monday night even. I'd have him on the bench. I'd, I think now I looked at the bench on Tuesday and I mm. thought I prefer to see one or two younger lads on that bench for a bit of experience. Maybe Fulham away wasn't the best time for it. <laughs> yeah, but and Could the get fact turned over by the league leaders on Wednesday, North End were playing in the Central League Cup semi final yeah, when all the young lads got a game and ended up. Oh, Neil scored twice yeah. to send them through to the final. So. Yeah. But I think now it's a, it'd be a nice time to have Mikey O'Neill on the bench, I think, certainly. Yeah. And lastly, just a quick word. Uh, we'll go to questions from Twitter and transfer talk soon. But a uh, quick word on, on Sepp Vandenberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned he did, did press on... Uh, he did it after the match. I yeah. will be putting it, you know, sort of writing it up over the next few days. And just the way he was talking, I, I just don't get the feeling that he's coming back. Yeah, He's loved his time here. Mm. You can tell that. If if he plays these last cut three games, I think it would have been sixty six appearances by yeah. the end or sixty five. For a, as I, I I asked him, I said for a loan player that's very good because you know loans are hit and miss. Some work, some don't. Mm. Some players can go on loan and end up sat on the bench a lot of the time. But to have a, a sort of season and a half loan, what it's been and make sixty odd appearances. You come on leaps and bounds in ex- inexperience yeah. in that time, don't you? So I think it's been a great loan for him. Especially the ages as well. He yeah. came in very raw, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I just get the impression he's looking at the next step now, whether yeah. that's a league. Yeah, you, I think ideally he wants Liverpool to sort of keep him around, yeah. you know, you know, and sort of try and force his way in there. Can't Whether that happens, I'm not too sure. So it might Especially be when you're spending £40 million on a centre-half. In the yeah, sense. yeah. so it might be another loan somewhere else, maybe out of the country. But I, I just didn't get the impression he was likely to be here next season, mm. which is a shame. But I've, I've, I've written this a few times. I've mentioned this when we've discussed. To have a player on loan for two and a half years, if, if he was to stay yeah. next season, is a long time. Can you imagine North End loading a player out for two and a half years? Yeah. Who's on the other four? Yeah. It's yeah. a long time, isn't it? You know. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Mm. Uh, right, we'll go into some questions from Twitter. Just one quick oh, one. Oh, no, we won't. Noticed it yesterday after the there was an interview done with Harry Nevin, North oh, yeah. End's academy centre half. He, he played in the he's a captain, I think. He he played in that sort of central league semi final yesterday. Um, as we're recording this on Thursday, yeah, the one-two-one. He was captain, and he mentioned that his scholarship's coming to an end, but he's got a year's pro contract mm. built in that was agreed bef- when he when he signed his uh, scholarship terms. A bit like Mawenny and yeah. Siri have, who are a year younger. So <coughs> Harry Nevin, Harry Nevin, Irish lad, he joins the pro ranks for next season. So congratulations yeah. to him. 
So obviously it's uh, it's something that was contractual, mm. but he, I know he, he he's come back from he had, he had quite a bit of time out in his first year with an injury. He's come back. He's had a strong second season. So yeah, um, good so to see the club giving out pro deals. Really, yeah. So we, you know, this this was built into his into his agreement, but he'll be he'll be on the pro terms next year. So yep. well done. Yes, congratulations to him. Now, uh, are we in for some surprises when the transfer window opens? Barky seems destined to leave following extended COVID slash injury absence during Lowe's tenure. Sinclair to be offered a new deal on reduced terms. Has Earl got a future at the club? That's from uh, David. Bark- Thanks for sending it in. Barky, I just... I think his it, time's run. Yeah, if he... He's got three games to prove himself, hasn't he? Yeah. If he's fit. If he can get in. If he can get into the squad. And I, I just, I've said this before, I think until this season, his minimum game time in a full season for North End was 36 games. In other seasons, he's played 48, 49 in the League and Cup. What a, This was a season, not the season, to get disrupted by illness and injury. He's had an awful time with it. With it, with, you know, with COVID and the effects of COVID afterwards, he had his ankle injury, suffered against Fulham in the home game, and he came back from that, and he's had this calf even, issue. Even even something like Ramu, he, 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 his dog passed away and stuff yeah. like that, which affected him. You know, yeah, it, it just all gone wrong. For yeah, him, ev- it? everything has not gone his way this season. He's had Fourteen appearances. Yeah, which you know, he's, I think only three or four of them have come under Ryan Lowe. Um, yes, three. So, yeah, three. So. Lowe's just not had the chance to look at him really and may, maybe it's just his time has run out no offence really. made it 47 last season yeah 14 yeah. this season yeah you know. I think he's had a 48 and a 49 in the previous season so he, he missed a consistency mm. um, for no fault of his own you know it wasn't he caught Covid he's asthmatic which affected his um, you know his recovery afterwards mm. The Fulham injury was a nasty tackle on him. It wasn't a muscular finger or anything. Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a bad tackle on him, which badly damaged an ankle ligament. And then he got back and his, and his calf went on him, which sometimes can happen after a longish-term injury, mm. you know. So Compensating and all that. Yeah, so unfortunately, yeah, it's... The, the way Northend are playing and how he, how he would fit into that... Maybe not an absolute necessity mm. to keep him. The next part of that one, Scott Sinclair on reduced terms. He's just turned 33. I can't see it. Yeah. I really can't. I just think it's If one. he was featuring mm. pretty regularly, I yeah. could see the need or the reason to maybe go, we don't want to keep you on your current deal. Mm. We're willing to keep you around. I just don't think he's that much of a loss at the moment to pee any. No, no. The fact he's only been coming on occasionally. Mm. So. And he doesn't fit in. He's not really a striker. He's not really a wing back. No. Again, <laughs> he he would fit in very nicely in a 4-3-3. Three, three, yeah, square peg, round hole yeah. sort of thing, isn't yeah. it? If we're playing a nice 4-3-3 three, three, mm. with sort of widest strikers coming in, like he used to play at Celtic, it'd be yeah. absolutely ideal, but he don't play that way. He's not a wing back for mm. tracking. Um, second striker you could have an argument for but it's, it's probably just one of those ones he's on a decent wage not on as much as some figures you see on social media he mm. came in on a big wage from Celtic I think there was a big payoff from Celtic in there as well which sort of rolls things up mm. um, but again he's a he's a wage you know he's on a decent wage it's a chance if North End are looking to sort of recruit well yeah, want, still want do a job I mean, yeah. for someone 
probably yeah. League One or League something. One, yeah. He knows where the net is. Still a decent Scotland, finisher. Scotland, I don't know. Yeah. You know, but there's uh, yeah, but I, I just maybe just just his time is up at Preston. Yeah, could be completely wrong, but and then has Earl got a future at the club? Now it's not the first time he's been hooked at half time. No, no, Fulham. There was an incident during the Fulham game and. Earl defensively against Fulham, I didn't see too many issues yeah. with. He didn't yeah. attack massively down that side. It no. seemed to be more concentrated on their Brian left. And, yeah. But on there was one incident where first half he got down the side, he got into the box, did really well. <laughs> All he needed to do, his left-footed player was cross with his left foot. The ball was on his left foot, but for some reason he chose to check in on on mm. his right foot, which is his weaker foot. Yeah, he got tackled. And it led to a Fulham counter-attack, which ended up with them getting a corner. And Ryan Lowe on the touchline, arms are up in the air, you know. And it was like, it's frustration, yeah. you know. Like, I, I don't know under previous regimes has where the full-backs told that once they got to a certain point, they had to sort of check inside, mm. come a bit more inverted. See, has that got coached into him so much yeah. that he's just not got the confidence to what, go on the outside anymore? What blows my mind so much about it not only that he comes in on his weaker side, which mm. just seems strange. You see the opposite of players, that they're so desperate to keep it on their strong side. But early on, I think you were on holiday for them, but the, the, the Huddersfield game away, I think was his first game in, and it was mm. under Frankie McAvoy. All he did that night was go on the outside, half a yard, whip balls in. His mm. crossing was brilliant. He was, he was always going on the outside, always positive. It was fantastic. Yet, he won't do that now. No, and no. It, that's the frustrating thing is you've seen it. He's done it. And then he, he, he won't do it again. Yeah. And I think Earl has been given multiple chances, really. He's come into the side a handful of times, not kept his place. I know he's a, a youth product, but is now the time to move him on? Yeah. If he's not going to almost learn, if he's not going to do what Ryan Lowe's asking of him, is it anyone else's fault? No. Because, if you need to move him on? Yeah. The the thing is, with Lowe and his wing-backs, he wants them high up the pitch. It's, mm. it's an attack. He sees it more as an attacking role mm. than anything. If you've got player checking in onto his weaker foot when he has the opportunity to cross, he ain't going to Especially when it. he wants any player, yeah. whether it's a wing-back or not, you know, he wants his centre-mids to be getting yeah. to the touchline, getting around the outside. Yeah. And then your, your wide player is coming inside and doing the opposite it just doesn't work could, could you rescue him as an option for the left-sided centre-half he's got the height for it he so has the height back up you know there but will he want a bit more than that in terms of his career of yeah. just hanging around for that he's still got a year left on his contract so is he strong enough yeah, defensively to do it I don't know we've not really seen him in yeah. that sort of free have we but um, that might be one way around it but if you know if they were to get a bit of interest from League One maybe Maybe that that might mm. be him moving on. I'm not too sure, but yeah. he, he, I don't know wh when he got the chances. He just needed to do a bit more attacking for me, you know, yeah. attacking wise. Yeah. Again, whether it comes back down to a confidence thing, yeah, yeah, or, or what, what, how he was coached earlier in his career, you know, yeah. like when Alex Neal gave him his chance, you know, did Alex did like his, you know, fullback sort of turning, you know, the whole team sort of got to a certain point, then turned inside to work the ball inside, didn't yeah. they, rather than whipping whipping crosses, so yeah. maybe it's a legacy of that, I'm not too sure. Um, uh, another question, how many players will Lowe be after next season, and what are your thoughts on how well he will be backed? Despite what the Hemingway's family say, they say they showed a pretty quick desire to sell, 
So will they really uh, make as good on backing the manager as they say in your opinion? And I don't I see. I, I don't think is, it. Yeah. I don't think they were that quick to sell. It was no. just that an offer came yeah, in. Yeah, I think when you look, the club's always been for sale. The club has always been for sale. It's the first time where I think it's got further on. Yeah. Than, even when yeah. Trevor Hemmings was alive, the club was for sale. Yeah, but you know, like, and there was interest then. But you know, the Kirchner thing, I think it went a lot further than mm. there was. For once, there was someone. W- you know, it didn't work out in the end, and how the whys and wherefores of that. But for once, you had someone who was prepared to take it beyond a certain point, yeah. And he had, so I don't think it was North End, he, he was introduced to the club mm. rather than North End going to find him, yeah. So I don't think they were willing sellers, but I think once he got an offer, there was a sort of well, if, if it is. Yeah, we will, you know, if there's a deal there. To, at one point, there was a deal there to be done. Yeah. Now, if there was a real willingness to sell, they would have sold at a much lower price. Yeah, or whatever the from cost. Whatever or whatever. Was, from whatever was offered towards the end, mm. which they obviously rejected. So... I, I think I think there will be there will be money there in terms of players leaving this club. You know, end of contract that will free up funds. You know, both you know both in the Bosman market and yeah. potentially for transfers. I think he probably wants over yeah. half a dozen. In yeah, I would say expect. yeah. I, I maybe maybe as many as eight or nine. I would yeah, have said. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're going to or even if they do get rid of a, a, a good dozen or so players. Remember, they had twenty nine players at mm. one point. First and low likes is a tighter squad. Yeah, I think I think the ideal way is to go with like twenty twenty one of your own, a mm. um, couple of younger players and a couple of decent loans. You know, yeah. so I'd do it that way. So I'll take it near, but to have this thing where potentially there was one point in this season you could have had eight or nine players, not even change yeah. for a subs role. You know, so that blocks your pathway for younger players. So so I say they got rid of a dozen or so. I could have seen, yeah, maybe eight or nine, seven or eight coming in. Eight I, or think, nine. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be back pretty well as well. Yeah. I think there'll be less emotion in it. Yeah. Because I, I think in the past when they wanted a player or someone was particularly flashy, they could maybe, you know, get in Trevor Hemmings' ear and go, oh, he's, he's decent. No, yeah. he'll go, all right, go on then. I don't think that's the case anymore. It is a much more sort of business-like approach. If it's in the budget, fine. Yeah. I think if, as well, if someone was to be sold, yeah, you would get all that money yeah. with kept within the budget. How, what you then you do with it, sort of that. Mm. Maybe in previous ones, it was like, you sell Callum Robinson, the mm. seven million goes back mm. to the owner who then gives out, gives what he wants, gives yeah. what he wants back to find a replacement where yeah. now I just think North End will be given a budget to run by the yeah. Hemmings Foundation or whatever. Or you make your you own money. You, can you make your, it. yeah, and that and that is your money for that year. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's as well less emotional in that, so if that 7 million comes in, say, Trevor Hemmings was to keep or whatever, you know, the money that comes in isn't necessarily the money that you're going to get, but also the money remaining isn't necessarily all the money remaining. Whereas yeah. now, the money that comes in is probably yours, the money that's remaining, you yeah. know, there's no more to come. No. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems a bit more uh, like that. There's also mention on here of uh, the new recruitment company, mm-hmm. which we've we've touched on before, but a very interesting Market development. Size, yeah, yeah, a very mm-hmm. interesting development. Uh 
I think probably one to see how that goes. Yeah. See, because I, I don't think Ryan Lowe would shy away from saying that they helped and we'll probably ask the question when a new signing comes in anyway. Yeah. Was this company involved? How did this transfer come about? Um, but I think it's nice for fans to hear that there's plans in place regarding transfers, yeah. not just kind of, oh, this guy's doing well in League One. Should we try him? Yeah. And, and things like that. It's a, two-way, it's a two-way thing as well. Market insights will, they'll be able to recommend players or, you know, like North End might go, mm. right, we're in the market for a left wing back. Yeah. Can you get us ten? You know, like ten ideas. Yeah. So market research, market insights within a few hours will come back. Will have come back with what already been done. With say these are ten names which could fit into your race structure, who could potentially be available, who have the skills to do what you want, and, th- and that's a way of looking at it. Or on the other hand, North End might have had a look at a player, a couple of players, and well, I like the look of them. Now, can you find us the data on them? I've seen them, we've seen them in the flesh playing. Now, can we have some data, some yeah. analysis? Does it back up what back the eyes are seeing? What it's saying. So it's yeah. a two way street. I don't think it will be just they've recommended a player, we'll go and sign him. Mm. And it won't be just Ryan Law saying, oh, like, look of him. Mm. I suppose I you get a stat where. Up. Yeah. A player's take on percentage is a hundred percent. He never doesn't beat his man, but every time he goes into him, it's ricocheting off shins here, there, and mm. everywhere. And you go, well, he's not quite beating them. He's getting past them, but it's yeah. not something you can rely on. Where your eyes are telling you something different than the stats yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, uh, a kind of unique example, but it, it kind of backs up the point, doesn't it? And um, before there's we move on, there's different ways. You know, like different clubs have got different recruitment systems. Of Brentford's is a well-known yeah. one. That's that's say different to the way Brighton do it, for example. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've it's all different. Every everyone's got the slight different tweaks. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. You, I don't think you could say we want to be like Brentford. Hundred mm. percent, we will take their model. I don't think you can yeah, do that. Every have the club, B teams. And yeah, every club so is unique. You know, like yeah. some have got the. You know, I know Brentford, for example, have got their own company doing their own algorithm and things yeah. like that. They, you know, they go into it in a slightly different way than another club might do you know yeah. so you can't compare exactly like for like in each you've got a sort of general model though haven't you yeah. of looking but I, I think the fact that they've, they've got a company on board like that the way modern recruitment is done I think it's a it's a real step forward yeah I do but it needs still needs eyes on players it can't be yeah. done purely data driven might as well just play football be. manager yeah yeah it will be it will be a bit of everything in there yeah uh, just before we move on on the owner thing um one says uh, chances of new owners in the next 12 to 18 months I think it's just as likely as it has been in the last six months the last probably Mm -hmm. 12 to 18 months anyway if the right person comes in with the right money the club will go and that's not changed for the probably two to three years if you have a look at anyone who's Trevor Hebbins passing Chris Kirchner has really been the only active buyer on the market recently at this level hasn't there you you know I know um, Crawley Town got taken over in League Two by a Krypton cryptocurrency yeah. firm, you know, things like that. But it's not as if at the moment there's a queue of owners looking to take over. Yeah. I think if anything happens, it done be be done quietly in the background. Maybe Kirchner was looking to buy a, a club, club, yeah, not yeah. not Preston, not Derby. He yeah. was looking to buy a yeah. club, yeah, which is the difference, you know. I think North at some point North End will be sold. Yeah, I think that we will have different owners. But that could be next season, it could be in five years, uh, you know. 
it, it just depends who emerges and what the financial state of play of the world is as well. Yeah, so. we've got two more. Any season ticket news for next season? We are not the people to ask about that. Better ask yeah. the club. I uh, think that will be soon, though. Yeah. We're recording this on Thursday. I'm expecting something pretty, pretty soon on that. Yeah. How does the club grow the fan base? This is more for us. Uh, do they try special price offers again, or do we accept that there is a ceiling to the size of the support? My early view on that is probably a bit of both. Yeah, There I are think, only yeah. so many people, there are only so many North End fans that have historically been around. The, you know, I know Ryan Lowe is saying this, I've just said this on the game sometimes, that Ryan Lowe is saying about getting Deepdale packed. Deepdale has never really been packed week to week. It, no. it, you know, it's it's not a thing. I know at, at Plymouth, you're very much on your own there. You're very much a captive audience. You can kind of fill it. Mm-hmm. Preston, as many Preston fans you will agree, success. has yeah, and has is always littered with Liverpool, Man United. Yeah. Man City, whoever to fans. fill to fill Deepdale, you need a good season. Yeah, you know, towards the end of a very good season, you need mm. it to fill it. I think I won't be surprised if there's a drop in the price of a season ticket um, next season. I'll wait for those to not see any figures yet, not see anyone's told me. But I just get the impression that there will be a sort of some kind of price drop. Certainly, you know. Buy early or something yeah. like that. Um, so that will help grow. Would you like to see one where the price drops depending on how many people buy it? No. No, I'm not, not a fan, fan of, that. of that. No, no. Just, you know, a, a good price which people... If people see a price drop, that attracts them. Mm-hmm. That will attract them. Now, you're not going to fill your ground out by doing that, but if they can raise the season ticket, I think... Whatever it is at the moment, seven, eight thousand season ticket holders. If they could get that beyond ten thousand to start yeah. with, and maybe you know, <clears throat> maybe encourage people to do that. So I think it needs a bit of a mixture. What's a good season? About fourteen thousand a week? Yeah, something like that. You know, because it's been dropping. You know, like been under ten at times. Yeah, it has. Yeah, you know, like even eleven with a couple of thousand away fans mm. takes up or thirteen. It's all yeah, not not too bad. So yeah. the uh, so it needs a bit of it needs both probably. Another look at the prices plus some success on you know so a, a win a winning feeling on the pitch. I don't think it is a. I don't think you're going to fill that stadium first game of the season and all all the way through. No. If you were to have a successful season, if you were to push for, for promotion from sort of February onwards, you would see some really really good crowds. You know, so if they were to say the cops open all season, mm-hmm. how much do you think that affects tickets? I think it needs. Yeah, that will be really. I think that will be a real boost that to have you know part of the cop open. Mm. There might be one way where they look at it and goes, look, we're, we're going to give you the cop season ticket holders. North End fans will get part of the cop most games. There might be the odd one. Where the little asterisks by it, where they can go, look, we, we can fill it guaranteed. We don't need to segregate, we'll relocate you, or whatever, maybe for one or two games a season. Are you happy though if Blackpool, for example, Blackpool. so for example, <laughs> Blackpool, Burnley, Wigan, Blackburn, that's it, isn't it? They're mm-hmm. all, com- all going to be in the division next year, mm-hmm. fairly local derbies, yeah. most of them. Are you happy for them to move the people out of the cop yeah. then? then that, that's another when they're one. probably yeah. going to sell it out. Yeah. Do you that, know what I mean? Yeah. Now if the, if, or do you go for a PID atmosphere yeah, yeah. and have yeah. all sides? 
it does having 5,000 away fans behind that goal make the difference? Could that count against you in terms of yeah. making that difference in a couple of games? Or, or do you say it ahead of time and say, look, the onus is on our fans here. We need to sell out enough yeah. to compensate to we, make sure yeah, we can yeah. keep the cop. If North End are going to be a bit more self-sufficient business-wise in terms of like, here's your budget for the year. Yeah, yeah. They do need to budget for a couple of bigger attendances. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, if they did get a big, big tie in the FA Cup as well, mm. might. So that's, is it is it all something at. that needs to kind of? And it's probably a job more for maybe the supporters collective mm. or something like that who are in dialogue with the club about these sorts of issues, but. Is it something that needs to be quite clear ahead of time? If they were, yeah. they might not even open the cop. It might be a case by case thing, as it kind of has been this season. But if they would say, right, we're going to open the cop next season, four mm. season tickets, mm. but these games in particular, we're telling you now, will not yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Or do they go, you know. Maybe not quite as harsh as that, but maybe mm. so to say, that this is the, the, the potential. Mm. For this to move, mm. you know, we might need to give a certain team. I wouldn't give Blackpool it, for example, because yeah. I don't think North End's allocation over there is going to be massive. But you know, there might be light for light when North End needs to go. We need to make some money. Yeah, yeah. So, but as as you said, as a fan with a season ticket in the cup, though, would you want to give it up for a Burnley fan? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the one to go for. But maybe you'd be thinking, well, do do it for the rest of the time. Mm. Does that balance it out? You know, that I've got my seat back on the cop, mm. whatever. So Yeah, but then those are the games that you'd want the yeah, cop there the most. Yeah, I know, I, know. I, I keep playing devil's well, the, advocate. The, the, I'm not trying to yeah, argue with the, you. The atmosphere against Blackpool, for example, having both yeah. sets of fans there was fantastic. That's you it, know, yeah. really, really made really made it that. So. Yeah, I think it's definitely something mm. the club should look into or whatever. I'm glad it's yeah. not really my... Yeah. Over to Ben, I think. I wouldn't, ne- <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily do it for Wigan either or something like that. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I, well, well, they do give you a it depends end, because yeah. like you were saying as well Blackpool won't give North End as big an allocation so we don't need to do it for Blackpool but if mm. they give us 100% of their away allocation is it not then fair for North End to give 100% because that was the issue yeah. this season so it's, it's one of them I don't think they will I don't think yeah. the police will let it so yeah. um I'm all so for it, like yeah. I'm 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 for a split cop yeah. I really am I think that's it, it works wonderfully you know yeah. Uh, last one to finish on then. Mm-hmm. How many points are North End getting out of these last three games? Nine. <laughs> um, you got to look at it. If they can beat Rovers, there's no reason why... They, well, they should be going to Barnsley and winning at Barnsley. Yeah. And Middlesbrough, you never know what's if there's going to be anything riding on that at all. So, you know, the optimist in me says all nine, maybe six more realistic or couple of win and two draws, I don't know, with, with how North End season has been. Yeah, Barnsley could already be down. down yeah. And they, you know, they might be through the floor, P&E could put a couple past them. Yeah, and it's Gentry Day. Yeah. North End's record on Gentry Day ain't great, you know. No, but no. we need to go and do well there. Middlesbrough, um, again, what if they don't even have a manager? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the playoffs is, is are gone and all this sort of stuff. Mm. It, the wheels could come off also it could galvanise them yeah. you know who knows and then Rovers obviously a, a kind of local derby anything mm-hmm. can happen in that I'll go five yeah. I think winning two draws yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I don't know but then you're going unbeaten until the end of the season I don't know yeah I'll go five Stop I guess five what's realms, yours oh. See, I don't want to say like four be like, oh, I, think lose, they're led, I think they're led Rovers I think they're being yeah. Rovers by a goal I think 
they beat Barnsley, yeah. but I'm not too sure about Middlesbrough. Got two nil. So. Yeah. So what's so, that yeah. like? Seven, six, six or seven. Six or seven. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think we're fairly positive. With a there. strong side, though, you know, like uh, a stronger. Side yeah, I suppose. With Bauer coming back in and people like that. Yeah. You know, so. uh, yeah. I although we would like to see someone like Mikey O'Neill. So yeah, I think I think if you're gonna bring a youth player on the two, maybe as a substitute, but yeah. longer than three minutes of stoppage time, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see him. Like to let his, get yeah. his kit dirty, yeah. at least. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would like to it. see some experimentation in the fact that you chuck someone to the dogs, really, you know, like, oh, go on, do it, and mm. the, the, they have a bit of a mare. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah. And they're a little, little bit caught out by the occasion. So. You don't want anyone thrown at the deep end, then? No, no. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put a centre-half in, for example, you know, like... Yeah. It would be more a fun to get in, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. I suppose. Uh, but I think that is about it for yeah. this week. Anything anything left to add, Dave? No, no weekend football again. It's been a yeah. bit disjointed with no three o'clock kickoffs anymore, have we? That's sort of gone by the three. Oh, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Cause cause it's brought forward. Yeah, it's half seven, obviously, for Monday night. And then, mm. yeah, South Yorkshire Police have ordered us 12.30 at Barnsley. And closed all the pubs. Yeah, um, and then, obviously, the Middlesbrough game, all championship games are kicking off at half 12 mm-hmm. on the last game of the season. So, you know, potential to televise, pick and choose which ones they want. So, Add yeah, so yeah, so probably the next three o'clock kickoff will be Bamber Bridge away in, in July <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So, as long uh, as it's not waterlogged again. Yeah, yeah. We so, got there and they were brushing it all off well, the pitch going, God, this is yeah. definitely off this, this oh, is definitely yeah. off. We played at Exton away with Bondra. Yeah. Bizarre, yeah. yeah. Bizarre pre-season, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's going to it's gonna start in about three weeks' time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit earlier this year, yeah, yeah. it'll be an earlier pre-season. Well, the season starts last day of July. Mm. So The joys of the Qatari yeah. World Cup, eh? So I think, pr- I think pre-season will be starting about the 20th of June, something around that, a little bit mm. earlier. Normally starts Ooh. last couple of days of June. Start I'd still be July. on holiday. Yeah, so I would think it'll be sort of more sort of, yeah, they'll have to... Pre-season will eat into a little bit of June this time, won't it? So it'll be, be here before we know what we're doing. No, they didn't... Off they didn't, the beach uh, and back on. I know, yeah, they didn't, they didn't bear me in mind on my yeah, holiday. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's it for this week. Make sure to keep in touch with us on Twitter at Tom Sandals at Seds underscore LEP and LEP underscore football. That's where we get all our questions from that we address in the podcast. Uh, go to lep.co.uk for daily PNE stories and content and buy a paper, the Lancashire Post. There's always North End stuff in there too. All that's left to say, though, is thank you very much for listening. Thank you.